This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by Maester Evans of the Citadel. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into Chapter 16, Eddard 3, A Game of Thrones, and The Dance of Dragons in a World of Ice and Fire. Uh, don't forget our phone number is 614-547-2350 and our email is uh, btkcast at gmail.com. Send those ravens each and every week uh, for our follow-up Friday session so mm-hmm. how's it going sir matt uh it's going okay uh you're back yeah i was on vacation this past weekend uh in the kingdom of portland i don't think i've really adjusted back via the time schedule yet doing some new things at work um mm-hmm. part of my main department's kind of slow so now i'm working in another department so wow i feel all over the place and i believe sir ezra you're about to leave for vacation yeah, I'm about to go to the uh, kingdom of always hot, mm-hmm. um, always hot down in Florida. Yeah, so. I believe I believe, uh, I believe there's a magical kingdom where you're going. Yes, yeah. I'm actually going to conquer <laughs> to conquer that kingdom he's while gotta, I'm down there. Yeah, he's got to go see exactly what this uh, this, this. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a knight there, uh, Sir Mickey. Yeah, yeah, of House Disney, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> House Walt. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's basically the update yeah. there. For you're gonna, cr- you're gonna cross over the Space Mountain. Oh my gosh! And, uh, uh, no, probably not. Yeah, but um, anyways, that should be fun. So yeah, we're we're doing that. Um, yeah, I'll be gone for about a week, mm-hmm. so should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, work on my farmer stand down there, and uh, you know, have a good time. I guess. Yeah, be wear- be careful of the uh, gators. Man, I'm so afraid. They're out there. I, uh, I'm the, uh, they're out, my cousin I, was like, "Yeah, let's 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 uh, maybe we'll go fishing out here, you know." In the what? No, no man, you kidding me? I'm I mean, out. Not unless I've got you know the sword of the morning or something with yeah. me. I'm not I'm going out. My no. alligators, chronic no man. You know they're down there. Right. Exactly. You gotta yeah. be careful. You do. So, all right. Let's uh, let's jump into. Um, well, we're kind of already there. The small council, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, Man, gee, was there any news? I, I can't think of any news that was announced yeah. at all. I mean, we did talk about it a little bit in follow-up Friday. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, we'll talk about it again here. Uh, yeah, a prequel announced. We got yeah. pilot. We got it. Right. Kind of a big deal, I guess. Yeah, no news. Yeah, right, no big news, news everybody. Whatever, <laughs> you know. um, yeah, pretty big deal, right? So. Mm. What does that mean? You know, what, what, are, what are they saying, Sir Matt? That uh, uh, pilot episode ordered. It's gonna. We, we everybody's kind of speculating where all of these things were gonna t- where these prequels are gonna take place. Um, and it seems like the first one we're getting is Long Night, kind of Age of Heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I would love to for our listeners to send us if you have specific ravens about what you think about for that. Um, prequel show mm-hmm. and we'll we'll do them right here in small council you know Absolutely. we'll open the show up and if you've got some good speculation thoughts or theories as to what you think could be happening so um 
that's sort of our, our time to, to speculate a little bit on the on the show, what could be coming in, um, you know, the next season of Game of Thrones. But then with this prequel stuff, it's kind of exciting to say, well, that's the yeah. time frame, you know. Um, yeah. I also read that uh, HBO is not sending any Game of Thrones panels or Westworld panels to Comic-Con this year. Really? Yeah, and their reasoning was simply like, hey, we're still... They're still doing stuff, right? Still doing stuff, stuff yeah. Because yeah. even even though they may be done shooting, right? Um, you know, they start doing... Yeah, they need actors to fly back in, get in costume for promotional stuff. Hey, we need pictures. We need, yeah, yeah, you know. And sometimes they may do audio over if, you know, like sometimes if they'll do, we need we need you to do voice work. Um, you know, just sometimes you have explosions and stuff and can't pick right. it up. So, so they they go in and they do all that kind of post stuff. So, gotcha. Wow. Well, that's exciting. What, uh, you got any initial thoughts on gut feeling as to what it could be the show for the show? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we talked a little bit about this, uh, follow up Friday, but I, I, for me, it comes into, um, I just think that, uh, I think it's kind of like you, you know, we talked about this a little bit kind of with star Wars where it's kind of like, Hey, go do the, we don't, don't touch the main series, mm-hmm. go way back and do like old Republic kind of stuff. And yeah. I kind of feel like that's what's happening here is that, Maybe Gur is like, I'm never going to get to that. So right. it's kind of a cool thing. And in the books, you know, we talk about this a lot. The show, it's like, we don't really have a lot of history on the White Walkers, all this stuff. So maybe that's mm-hmm. a way for them yeah. to kind of do that. Okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'm just thinking during that time when it's before the conquest, you mm-hmm. know, thousands of years of time before, you know, uh, Aegon, right? Think of all of the different. Um, the kings, right? Absolutely. You know all the different kings yeah, and, and what, what it, you could do with. Yeah. You, so it's it's gonna be like, uh, oh god, what's his name? Uh, Greenhand. Uh, yeah, Garth. Garth Greenhand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So stuff like that, you know. Yeah, that uh, Brand the Builder, right. possibly and his children. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his so I, children yeah. and you know so it, way more, a lot more magic based. Do you think? Um. Yeah. It actually probably might have way more. Magic. more probably. Yeah. It's not. I don't think it'll be like very as political based as. It might, it might not be. I mean, it's one of those things like they could go. It it does sometimes feel like uh, Gur has pulled from a wheel of time, and that things mm-hmm. can be cyclical, right? And they could. Uh, so, so you could go to a time where the glass candle doesn't light, right? right? Or something where it's where it's a time where magic is not in the world as much as it, as maybe, mm-hmm. and then where it kind of grows for a little bit, comes back, and then it goes away. Grows, comes back, goes away. You know, because it's we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of years um you know is that's how far they're going back yeah and so it's cool because you'll see probably probably the kingdoms you know look a little more uh or the the holds might look a little more primitive maybe maybe not though you know it's one of those things with like yeah like technology like things that can be um lost over time i don't know you know you got uh storms in where they where the keep Mm -hmm. is has been kept for you they had to rebuild it so many different times you know um so there's stories there that i think we could we could get into yeah yeah, there's I'll say I'll I'll say this because people have asked um, uh, just on Twitter and stuff. Yes, I think it's obviously going to be good. Um, I'm very glad that it is HBO that's handling it, not anyone else. I mean, yeah. just go back and look at HBO's track record. And essentially, oddly enough, they kind of make the same show over and over again. And they just put it in different settings. Like, go watch The Wire, you know, which is like Baltimore, like downtown Baltimore kind of drug thing, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and then you've got like Deadwood which we've both watched really good. It's still that very suspenseful, high drama um, Westworld. Mm-hmm. I'm not really into Westworld as much, but I know people that really love it and think it's like the best show on television. And then, you know, you got game of Thrones and all that kind of stuff. So they just continuously make excellent 
yeah. quality content. And yeah, like, I'm glad that it's I'm glad they're that they're doing it as well. Um, and, and I think they can get super creative and 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 stuff. They've seen it, talking to you know uh, George Martin, right? They they, they know the right. style, the the way that things sh- should work, the themes that he mm-hmm. uses and stuff like that. So um, yeah, there'll be continuity and and the and the garb and and all that good stuff, you know, Absolutely. sets and things. So that'll be good. You know, something interesting. I'm, I pulled up a quote here just about um, the uh, I guess. Now are we this is the age of heroes, right? Is that what is that what we're kind yeah. of talking about? Is that what they said for for sure? So yeah. it's nothing okay, so more age of heroes, right? Um but, well, no, I guess I guess I won't read that now. Yeah, yeah. Uh the oldest histories we have here were written after the Andals came to Westeros. The first men only left us ruins on rocks, so everything we know about the age of heroes and the Dawn Age and the Long Night comes from the accounts set down by Septons thousands of years later. All right, so there are archmaesters at the Citadel who question all of it. Uh, those old histories are full of kings who reigned for hundreds, for hundred years, and knights riding around a thousand years before they were knights, before there were knights. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's Samwell um, talking to John, just about you know some of the stuff here from the Dawn Age, the Long Night, yeah. and uh, in, in the Age of Heroes. And uh, yeah, we covered this a couple. Um, episodes ago uh actually when we first started like the second third episode yeah. i think it was um but yeah you're gonna have a lot of you know various uh some good stories to tell i think yeah. you know and i think it will be interesting to sort of see how um these ancient houses are there we will hear some common names we'll also see um gosh i'm i'm, I'm just thinking like uh oh they might explain some of this like did people live longer yeah you know what i mean um, or is it more of just like the same names where they just, th- things got lost over the history? Well, I mean, think about this. Think about like, what if it does end up that Bran Stark is like, there's that theory that all brands are the same. Like he goes back in time. What if, you know, what if this is actually a sequel to Game of Thrones where he goes, yeah. he like puts himself back in time and like he got, tries to correct it, but he jacks everything up. Maybe kind of like a flashpoint type of a yeah. thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? That'd be radical. <laughs> That so, would be radical. Anyway, um, anyway so the people, uh, so it says it is going to be co-created by Gurr and Jane Goldman. Um, Goldman's screenwriting credits include Kick-Ass and Kingsman, The Secret Service. So, Huh, okay. Good hands. I thought Kick-Ass was pretty cool. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, so that's cool. I haven't seen Kingsman, but I've heard a lot of people really like it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it looks cool. interesting. I'd like to see if there's yeah. any more works underneath that name. But it, yeah, very different than what we're into here. But yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. All right. Um, I think that's it for small council, right? Yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's dive on into the uh, Maester study. Um, and it's a it's it's a decent size one. We have uh, trimmed it down uh, as as yeah. much as we can. Technically, uh, the chapter is Aegon two, I believe, right? In the book, I believe it's oh, technically Aegon two. Is yeah. it? Is it Aegon two? Yeah. Wow. So it's his reign. And it's 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 the yeah. It's most it's. This this one of all the chapters we've read so far, this one's kind of the weirdest because uh, it's it's Aegon two, but it's just all about the Dance of Dragons. Yeah, I'm gonna get there myself and and take a. Yeah, uh, here we go. Let's just go ahead and start it. No yeah. war was ever bloodier or crueler than the Dance of Dragons, as the singers and uh, and Munkin have chosen to name it. It was the worst kind of a war, a war between siblings. Despite Viserys' unwavering preference for uh, Renea or. How do you pronounce it? Um, Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prince Aegon was convinced to take up his father's crown by his mother and the small council before Viserys' one corpse was cold. 
Uh, when Rhaenyra and the Princess of Dragonstone learned of it, she fell into a rage. She was, at this time, uh, in confinement at Dragonstone, awaiting the birth of her third child to Prince Daemon. And uh, then I have another really huge quote here, which I think kind of sums it up even better. Brother fought brother, father fought son, and the whole realm bled. Wow. Yeah. Good. Good point. Um, yeah. So yeah. So last week we were doing um, Viserys the first, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that you know we, we that kind of leads that led us into this. Yeah. We 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 briefly mentioned just that the uh, the Council of of one hundred and one, the Great Council, where they were talking about the succession. Um, Jaharis had set up that it should pass to. It was the, it was set up to protect the male line, make sure that the males sat on the throne. Um, I think Viserys Targaryen was actually okay with that. He's the, he's uh, he was the, actually the grandson of uh, Jaehaerys the first, mm-hmm. and you know it's pass, it passes over Jaehaerys the first eldest um, granddaughter, which is mm-hmm. I think is is uh, is Rhaena uh, Targaryen, mm-hmm. who sits on the Black Council during the Dance of Dragons. Uh, I think she marries Kors Valerion. Mm-hmm. I think is who it is. And um, yeah, these names start might start getting confusing. Oh, they're confused the heck out <laughs> of me, guys! Wow, it, it, it's it's a lot to keep track of. But uh, so, so yeah, so you had the granddaughter who was passed over for for Viserys. Now, I think during his reign, he was probably okay at, at the start, hoping he had a son. Mm-hmm. Right, he was hoping he had a son. He just never had one. By um, by Emma Aaron, he never had mm-hmm. a son. She had two that died within a year, and uh, so after the second one had died, he basically says you know, um, that Rhaenyra is going to be his heir, you know, yeah. and uh, declares that, right? Yeah, at the Great, uh, great Council. Uh, at the Great Council 101, he officially declared that uh, Rhaenyra was the was Princess of Dragonstone and his heir, a grandson ceremony. This is from last week's mm-hmm. uh, passage. Yeah. A grand ceremony was arranged in which hundreds of lords knelt to do homage to the princess while she sat at her father's feet. Prince Damon was not among them. Right, yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so anyways, let's dive into. We just get a couple uh, br- brief points here. Viserys dies in in one in one twenty nine AC. Uh, so you imagine the the Great Council is in uh, one hundred one. Um, you know, and so I, f- I forget when he. I think he started his reign. Uh, gosh, it was shortly after mm-hmm. one hundred one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so anyways, he um, he's married to Emma uh, Aaron uh, and has Rhaenyra. But Emma uh, dies, as, as we mentioned. He is basically strong-armed by, um, I think it was Sir, it was, it was Otto Hightower, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, Hand of the King. And, and the Hightowers are just power-hungry, always trying to elevate themselves. And he wants um, you know, him to marry Queen, uh, Queen Alicent uh, Hightower. And he does. Um, and they actually, that's, that's his second wife. Uh, and he has Aegon. He has a, a couple mm-hmm. of kids. He's got Aegon the Elder, uh, Helena, uh, Aemon, and Darren. Mm-hmm. So those are his kids there with her. So technically he has, what, uh, what five kids mm-hmm. there that, that live to adulthood um, once he dies. And, and when he dies, he's assuming that Rhaenyra is going to be, you know, the new queen. It was, it was kind of a, a shock, but uh, he's the king, and he made that. That is made his that decision, decree, yeah. right? It's his, been his royal decree. And people came and pledged themselves. As soon as he dies, um, Rhaenyra is actually at Dragonstone, right? And she's pregnant there. Um, She has a few kids herself, which we'll get to at the time. Um, 
and, and basically the the crown is stolen from her yeah. essentially uh, the high towers they actually keep the uh don't they keep like the 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 death of uh king Viserys secret for like mm-hmm. a couple of days i think yep yeah they, they they keep it secret and um you know they plot to crown Aegon the elder her eldest yeah. son and uh you know that works so so one of the, the 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 first major event that we have in the dance of dragons or to get Aegon the second the crown as we're talking about Aegon the second uh was the small council meeting post death of Viserys and uh, the only person who really opposed you know th- this whole idea Lord Beesbury I think he was master of coin um he he ends up opposing this and he says no we all pledged that uh Rhaenyra Targaryen would be the next heir. She'd be the next ruler. And he's actually killed right there on that council meeting uh, by Sir Kristen Cole. And interesting fact here about uh, uh, Sir Kristen Cole, he at one point in time was romantically interested or invested uh, in Rhaenyra Targaryen, okay, Mm -hmm. who is supposed to be the heir. And he's the one who kills the guy, Lord uh, uh, Lord Beesbury, for saying, yeah, we should give it to Rhaenyra. So mm-hmm. he's like switched sides yep. big time. And that and happens that, again. That happens exactly. again, yeah. That's that's like the theme of the Dance of Dragons, really. Uh, you get people jumping sides here and there. Um, and, and so, um, the, and I think part of the reason why is that at one point, um, R- Rhaenyra is engaged to, I think it's a Valerian. Of, of, it's, it's someone, it's her first husband. I don't know if you can... Uh, find that Sir Matt, but uh, I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. But um, yeah, so I think he gets he just gets pissed, and then he ends up because at one point he's wearing her favor at tourneys. You know, he's he's crown he's calling her when he wins. He 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 would he would probably have called her the you know queen of uh, what what is it of of, of beauty, right? Um, and anyways, he ends up switching sides and becomes um, Allison Hightower's little whatever, you know. And he's working to get Aegon the second in there. So now, once that small council meeting happens, something interesting takes place. Stefan Darklin. The um, first person she marries is Lenor Valerian, 114 AC. Yep, there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, an interesting uh, tidbit about him. He was one of the, uh, the he was one of the, um, he was very young when, when the granddaughter of Jaehaerys the first when uh, Rhaenya Targaryen was passed over, the queen who was passed over, um, he also was passed over. He was, they were having this council to sort of decide. He was one of the people who was in the running and, and was passed over. Now, it says, and I think uh, part of this comes from, oh, what's the book, what's the, what's the novella that we're going to be reading? For the, the Patreon Princess is and the, the Queen. Princess and the Queen. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So that yeah, for we're gonna do another Black Council uh, yeah. for our patro- for our patrons, um, which is super in depth, where we're gonna be pulling. That's where people get the the information the full, for the ye- Dance of Dragons. Dance of Dragons. Yeah. So you have you have that, and then we pull from like the wiki, which pulls from chapters. Yeah, and the World of Ice and Fire. The yeah. World of Ice and Fire. Yeah, the World of Ice and Fire for the Dance of Dragons. I mean, technically, again, it's Aegon the Second's chapter. Yes. But it's mostly just Dance of Dragon, and it's a it's a very brief kind of overview of it. Right. And it's still, it's still as long. It's still, <laughs> it's, it's, it's long. It's yeah, still but. long. But, um, so anyways, in the, um, the princess and the queen, um, Lenore Valerion is actually probably, it indicates that he is gay and that mm-hmm. he is not interested in 
you know, um, being with Rhaenyra Targaryen and, you know, he is, he ends up, he ends up uh, being killed now underneath, um, you know, when she was wed to him, she does have three children. Let's see who those are. Um, let's see, including, um, Jaca- uh, I don't know. Let's see this guy's name. Jacaris, I think. Yeah. Uh, Lucerys and Joffrey, right? Um, and it's it's rumored that those could be Sir Harwin Strong's kids. And Sir Harwin Strong was someone else. Again, we'll get into all these. these we're just kind of giving you little nuggets here for things that could happen in the Black Council. Actually, they will happen. We will talk about this in more in depth. But there's uh there was this whole kind of love triangle. You had Chris. You, you had Sir 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 Kristen Cole, and you had um you know Sir, Sir Harwin Strong. Rhaenyra Targaryen, there was all this stuff that was kind of going on, right? And then she's betrothed to Lenore Valerion, and mm-hmm. it just sort of, you know, upset everybody, and it's believed that that Harwin Strong is the one who actually gives her her kids, because they have, like, really dark hair. We talked, didn't we talk about this last episode mm-hmm. a little bit, I think, and that they didn't look like they were Targaryens, and that his seed was sort of what, you know, uh, they looked a lot like the, you know, Strong family, right, Str- uh, of, of how Strong... And uh, I think Viserys actually is so upset by it that anybody who who says that they're bastard children, um, he was going to cut their their tongues out at one point. Mm-hmm. So he's he's super pissed about that. But she has some kids, and uh, you know, um, in her first marriage, after that first marriage is is over, and and Lenore might have been killed. There's a whole piece where he might have actually been killed off by her, by by her in some way. She actually weds her uncle Daemon Targaryen. Uh, he was brother to Viserys one, which we talked about last chapter, and mm-hmm. all of his power hungry, you know, trying to be what was he trying to be king of the Stepstones and yeah. stuff like that, yeah, you know, um, which 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 was wild. So um, now, the part that I was getting to there, um, I got kind of sidetracked. Stefan Darkland defects from the Greens to the Blacks. He actually steals the crown of Viserys one to present it to uh, Rhaenyra as a gift allowing her to declare herself queen wearing her father and grandfather's crown. Mm-hmm. Now, Sir Matt's been paying attention to the crowns yeah. and the swords mm-hmm. and as they pass down. And we, we've got more work to do on that and things coming that we want to talk about. But yeah, th- that's interesting that in A Dance of Dragons as to who... And you know, Sir Ezra, um, something that uh, our listeners won't know, but I'm actually going to post this on our page. Okay. Um, do you remember a, a long time ago we found this family tree here? Yes. Mm-hmm. So this actually has a timeline on it, awesome. on the on the side, and it kind of shows you who who's king and what's yes. going on. And if you look at the pictures, because people thankfully have pulled from the wiki from this, right, has which crown everyone's wearing. Oh, does it have which crown? Yeah, well, you can just kind of see because it's in the picture. They right, always... they get the they get the ruby crown, or they yeah. get the yeah. But it it only does like kings, kind of, and like important people. So it doesn't list like when they have like sixteen people. Yeah, or yeah. They're their children who didn't who weren't. Because even yeah. on the even on the wiki, so this is this is why it's, it gets really tough to follow. Even on the wiki, they kind of section it off like into eras. Mm-hmm. See, so even you can't just click on one person and go because then it's like how then it leads you all over the place. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's really it, the the whole thing is really confusing, and that's why we're trying to make. That's why we're really trying to track the swords and the um, mm-hmm. the swords and the crowns because I think there's also another part to it, yeah. Which we see here is the difference between King's Landing and Dragonstone, and some yes. people are some people are heir to Dragonstone, and even in even in um, a Clash of Kings, that's a big reason as to why Stannis that's right is pissed. 
He's the he, uh, he's pissed because the he, air he, typically sits. He, he should. He seat. said. He said I should have. He said that I should have Storm's End, mm-hmm. not Dragonstone. And he looked at it as a you know why is Renly get dragon. Uh, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah, and it doesn't really say, but I think I kind of think maybe Robert actually did it kind of as a like, no, it's a good thing. Yeah, you, you mean you mean giving his brother giving giving him yeah, Dragonstone? I think so yeah. too. Yeah, and, and and the idea is is that the Tar- Targaryens that's where they would send typically yeah. their heir if it was yeah uh, when they got to adulthood and they were married and stuff. Obviously, the children stay yeah. right there with them in so. King's Landing. But yeah. So anyway, that's just that's another that's just another component to it. Um, you know, we saw it with Viserys and um, uh, Magor, mm-hmm. and yeah. then um, we see it again here. Where yeah, Renera Renera is set over there, and then you know, spoiler alert, I guess is it's really Renera's line that actually end up, ends up continuing, right? Yes, yeah. it does. It does. So it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. So yeah, that, and that's a little confusing too. That's why they call. They distinguish between the two Aegons. She had a son named Aegon, and Alison Hightower had a son named Aegon. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was Aegon, a there, the there, there was an Aegon before that we mentioned. Sure, they just died. didn't become king. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Aegons. That's mm-hmm. what I'll say. Um, so, so let's dive back into this. Uh, so that's why I brought up the whole crown piece, and, and just that they stole the crown. They 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 crown her. You know, the queen, right? She she she's in charge, man. Mm-hmm. And so now, basically, it's it's a uh, Who's who can we get on whose side? So I don't know if, if I'll have Sir Matt look at this real quick. Just um, who lines up on which side? Which houses support? Oh, I have that. I have the, that the, yeah. here. Um, the okay. Greens and the Black. At the outset of the war, Aegon the Second's chief supporters were Lord Hightower, Lord Lannister, and eventually Lord Baratheon. Mm-hmm. Lord Tully desired to fight for the king, but was old and bedridden, and his grandson defied him. Renera, uh, chief supporters were her. Uh, Good father, Lord Valerian, her cousin, Lady Jane Arryn, and Lord Stark, though his mm-hmm. help was slow in coming uh, as he kept every man uh, to harvest what they could before Winterfell to the north. And we'll get to uh, Lord Stark a lot next week when we talk about the hour of the wolf. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lord Greyjoy attacked the Westerlands in her name as well to the shock of King Aegon, who he... Uh, he had who had courted his support. The Tullys eventually joined Rhaenyra's cause in the defiance of the late Lord Tully's wishes. The Tyrells, however, remained uninvolved uh, in the war, as did the Dornishmen. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you got so it's a, it's it's a it's split. like a real civil war. I mean, it's yeah, like it's a split kingdom because when yeah. when we look at where we're at in Game of Thrones, you know, as we'll get there eventually, you've got um, you know, you've got kind of the North and the Tullys. And then you've kind of got every, you know, like the War of Five Kings. Everyone's kind of doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. Um, okay, let's let's look here. A couple. I'm I'm gonna pull this up and just kind of kind of hop through it here. So um, after they're both crowned, right mm-hmm. now it's it's as as Sir Matt has just listed off the different houses who who, who go get support. That's where a lot of like some of these early battles take place, right? Um, and y- you see. Um, Different Targaryens taken out, like in uh, in the Stormlands, right? Um, the the Baratheons were were there meeting with with both the, re- the with both the the Greens and the Blacks, and it ends up you know that there's a um, that uh, they're killed. That one of the I think mm-hmm. it's Aemon um, Targaryen is there for the Greens, and one of Rhaenya uh, uh, Rhaenyra's um, sons was there as well, and he ends up getting killed. Actually, in the battle, like, a, is it, I don't know if it's a, 
above the God's Eye or below the God's Eye? I think it might just be called the Battle of the God's Eye. Yeah, okay. Either way. Yeah, not super important. Right. So, um, yeah, there's an assault on Harrenhal. Like, the blacks take Harrenhal. They get all that support from the Vale. They get the support from the North. Um, And and so, you know, um, they're kind of ramping up here. Now, to get into the nitty-gritty of this, guys, would take way too long. So, yeah. The, the battles, for example, we have the assault on Harrenhal, uh, the dance over Shipbreaker Bay. Um, well, let's see. Uh, Duskendale, there's a couple battles at Duskendale. Rook's, Rook's Rest, um, Battle of the Gullet, uh, Battle of the Honeywine, the Red Fork. Uh, my gosh, there's so many. So uh, many. Fall of King's Landing. Well, they even say, they even the say Butcher's Ball. In, in World of Ice and Fire that... They said there's too many, but these are some of like that's the word right, the wording right. they use. Yeah, I mean we have a lot of information on this. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, yeah, the battles during the dance cannot be readily counted, for they were almost beyond number, and much of the realm was torn asunder in the conflict. Right, exactly. So now we will though, because we like talking about this kind of stuff in our Black Council. Go over all of these. You had the, you had the first battle of Tumbleton. You had mm-hmm. the second battle of Tumbleton. Um, Fall of Dragonstone. Battle yeah. above the God's by, Eye. By the way, yeah, we did because we're limited to an hour on Patreon. Yeah. So it was three episodes, I guess, yes. um, or three parts of Sons of the Dragon. Yeah. This might be a five, five to part seven of. part. Yeah. It, it, might, it, might sp- <laughs> it might span over two months, which is fine. It really good. Because we really want to do it justice. Um, and, and there's that we, we want to cover each of these battles, right? So I'm going to kind of skip through some of the battles and, and what happens. We lose Sir Kristen Cole. You know, basically, guys, all of the Targaryens on both sides just beat each other up to the point where mm-hmm. dragons are lost, uh, dragon yeah. riders are lost. Now, one the interesting dra- thing... The dragon rider part is is pretty... is kind of... I think it's funny. Which part? The, the dragon seeds? Uh, just like who... That they just kind of seek people. Like, hey, can you ride it? Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the one part I was going to pull out. So in the midst of all of this the, warring and stuff... I think I have, the, I have the quote here. Yeah, the part about the dragon seeds is really neat. So yeah, let's talk um, about that. Yeah, so uh, many attempted to mount dragons that were still available on Dragonstone. The most perilous of these uh, were the wild dragons. So it was no wonder that the dragons who had previously accepted riders were the first to find new riders. Um, among these new dragon riders was Adam of Hall, a brave and noble youth who was brought by his mother... Um, Marilda Mar- Marilda of Hall um, to try mm-hmm. for a dragon along with his brother Alan. She revealed that the boys were sons of Lenor Valerian, a fact that many found remarkable, but which Lord Corlys did not question when he adopted uh, them both into House Valerian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know they kind of say that um, at one point in this chapter they say that they the people who lived on Dragonstone um, like viewed them as like gods. They didn't even view them as like as their king. They viewed these people as like their gods. And um, they talk about how, you know, the Targaryens would sleep around. And yep. so there's yep. there, there's a lot of actually Targaryen blood exactly. just through the common people on Dragonstone. Yep. yep. Yeah, that, that is pretty neat. And and, and the dragon uh, seeds that, that were found play a big role. They end up switching sides at one point, betraying um, Rhaenyra and, and actually going over to Aegon II, but then at one point getting power hungry there as well, mm-hmm. too. So what do you got? Yeah, here's the, here's the quote. Uh, On Dragonstone, where the Targaryens had long ruled, the common folk had seen their beautiful foreign rulers almost as gods. Many maids deflowered by Targaryen lords accounted themselves blessed if a dragon seed was planted in their womb. And for this reason, there were many on Dragonstone who could rightly claim or at least suspect that some had Targaryen blood run in their veins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if they and trust me, if these people think that uh, having dragon blood in their veins, you know, and having these Targaryen bastards is a good thing, just wait till we get to Egg on the Fourth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, wow. So. Yeah, 
Yeah. So I think it's neat to intro to, to introduce the the four people who eventually mm-hmm. kind of uh, became dragon riders. You know, um, and, when, and and to start this off, um, um, is it is it Corley's Valerian, right? Mm-hmm. Who who at the time was was a part of the Black Council, and uh, he he was married to um, Rania, or I can't. I, Blank on her name, Rainia Targaryen, I think, mm-hmm. or Rhaenyra. R- Rainies, is yeah. it Rainies? Might be. Yeah, gosh, they all run together. Um, Rainies uh, Targaryen. It's not super important, by the way, guys. Yeah, it's not <laughs> usually. I'm just trying. The queen that was passed over. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The 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 granddaughter that was passed over by Jaehaerys the first marries Corals. Oh, um, Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra. Thank Mary, you. Oh yeah, That's she is important. One. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's who that is. She ends up dying in this. She's a dragon rider and dies at one point. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's her death that sort of causes her husband to say, "Look, I might leave. I might actually leave, you know, uh, your cause." And at that point, um, one of one of uh, Rhaenyra's sons names him Hand of the Queen, and that was right to kind of set off this whole piece where they wanted to find um, the dragon seeds. But so they're in a desperate situation when they turn to the dragon seeds. Um, now back to the four though um, that, that that come out here, Hugh the Hammer right is is one, um, Ulf the White, uh, who rode Sea Smoke, um, Adam of no 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 I'm sorry he didn't ride he rode Silverwing oh I'm, I mixed him up here, um, oh Vermithor was claimed by Hugh the Hammer excuse mm-hmm. me, so that dragon Vermithor which we mentioned last week was. Uh, claimed by Hugh the Hammer. Silverwing is claimed by Ulf the White. Sea Smoke is claimed by Adam of Hall. And uh, Sheep Stealer uh, is actually claimed by a girl named Nettles, which is interesting. So, and I think Nettles is the only one who makes it out alive at the end mm-hmm. of all of this. And we're not really sure where Nettles is. So right, I have to do a, little, do a little digging there. But um, so uh, at one point, Hugh the Hammer and, and Ulf, they end up like actually betraying the Greens. I'm sorry, the, the blacks and going to the greens and, and, um, you know, they are super abusive with their power cause they have dragons. Yeah. And, and uh, it, it really talks about And in the chapter, it just kind of briefly mentions they were really just more interested in lordship right. than they were yeah. anything else. Right. And I, I think one of the big problems too is during a lot of these battles and we, we, we aren't going to go through every single one of them. Um, Aegon, the second is actually struck sort of like he is hurt. Oh, he's very big time hurt, very severely injured. He, yeah. He uh, he basically gets burned like entire yes. one entire side of him, and he he they say that um his armor his metal actually like gets like, like mm-hmm. four like you know fused almost into his arm yeah. from the from the yep. the fire. So he actually he, they say he spends like almost like a year recovering. Yeah, he's he's out of it for for a good while, and he gets addicted to like milk of the puppy and stuff like that. He he's he's the puppy. Out. Yes, the puppy. That's what I said. The puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't catch that. Um, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so, anyways, he um, but he's addicted, right? And so we have to get. Um, so while he's addicted, those dragon seeds take advantage of that, and they they switch sides, mm-hmm. and it's really you know um, bad for the greens. Yeah. But then after that, um, he comes back. He he makes it back, and, and he and his brother, um, I think, are, are are battling away, and uh, you know. I'm trying to th- trying to th- figure out how to wrap the Dance of Dragons up here because well, battle it, after battle it, happens. It really, what kind of happened? It, it seems to me is that it's not really that any significant battle happens that kind of pushes away. It's almost like these battles just keep happening, and every, both sides just kind of get like weeded out. 
They it's, do. It's they it's do. not really like it's not really like one big battle happens, and then the way it ends is kind of crazy. And there's another part here, um, which is just kind of, it's kind of briefly mentioned, but it's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the fear of dragons or their presence that gave birth to the shepherd. Uh, who he was, we cannot say at this, and his name is lost to history. Some suppose he was a poor beggar. Others that he might have uh, been one of the poor fellows who thought um, outlawed, still stubborn, ha- haunted the realm. Whoever he was, he began to preach in the cobbler's square, saying Come that on. the dragons were demons and the spawn of godless Valyria and the doom of men. Scores listened, then hundreds, then thousands. Fear beget anger, and anger beget a uh, thirst for blood and when the shepherd announced that the city would be saved only when the city was cleansed of dragons people listen so that's another thing is that it's not even it sounds a lot like the high sparrow in uh you know the middle part of the song of ice and fire Uh, i don't i'm not super familiar exactly where where it starts in the books but um it's definitely in the show like around around like season five and six Right, right um and uh yeah so you have that you have that going on where the people are kind of starting to be like this is this is like what is going on yeah well and and they i mean like yeah it is the small folk who kind of rise and they actually don't they storm the dragon pit Mm -hmm. and they end up killing uh like four or five dragons in there um yeah and and so that's huge because then the greens did not have the chance to do what the what the blacks did with with dragon seeds you know they just go in and say no we're done with this and they kill them you know so you're right they do kind of start to get weeded out here uh, mm-hmm. both the, the targaryens and their dragons yeah and there's murder like the other thing is there's murders going on like both sides are murdering people we didn't we yeah. didn't even mention the part earlier uh where they stole hers or yeah, uh, and queen helena queen helena which uh, which son do you want to die right. and it's uh, like jaharis and her I, I can't remember his name yeah she, she ends up picking He's her her young maybe it's like malin or something yeah. weird yeah. but he's like he's like a little kid and she chooses him because she's like well he's young he yeah. won't really get it, and so he uh, he kills Jaharis. Right. So basically, that was um, you know, Rhaenyra's husband, yeah. Daemon Targaryen, sneaks yeah. in to uh, King's Landing and and takes Aegon the Second's wife, yeah. captive, ca- captive, and his children, and forces her to kill. Uh, your, or no, actually, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, D- Damon. It was. It was a. It, he was, had sent. He had sent like the the rat, the rat, and uh, what was his name? The blood, right? Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. And these code names, whatever they go in, and they they end yeah, up they they know they, yeah they know like the tunnels through right yeah. right and they're, they're assassins. So yeah, you're right. There's there's plotting going on there. Um, lots of different things. I think one of the things we can jump to to kind of help us wrap this up is Rhaenyra's death. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that might be oh so so she was yeah so he, we uh, have yeah right here yeah and uh, an end did come at last, but it was not the deaths of the dragons or of the princes that brought it about. Think about the where they both die in the mm-hmm. yep. um, thing. And there's a lot of really big theories there we could dive into later. Yeah. Um, the right at the end, but instead the death of the queen and the king for whom they had perished. Mm-hmm. Renera died first. When her husband, Prince Damon, fell, House Valerian turned against her. With her enemies once more in possession of King's Landing, she fled practically penniless and was forced to sell her crown to find passage to Dragonstone. When she arrives, she finds a freshly injured Aegon II mm-hmm. there before her with his dying dragon, Sunfire. An interesting thing about uh, Aegon II, which yep. I've always just thought is cool. If you go on his wiki, he has his own personal coat of arms, which is like a golden dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just weird because yeah. he, has, he, has, he has a thing. Um, yeah, mine. And then basically what ends up happening is like, it's like, you have mob rule kind of in King's landing. Um, and I think, she, how exactly does she die? She, well, she, she, they actually sneak, 
uh, Aegon II out of King. So she takes over at one point during all of this. The Blacks actually take over um, King's Landing. Okay, and when they do that, they actually had to smuggle. Remember, Aegon II was knocked out of this war for a while. They smuggle him. That's where he's. That's where he's to Dragonstone. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 he, he yeah, goes yeah. to Dragonstone. So once this war gets going, and and and, and uh, Rhaenyra sees that she's in King's Landing, as Sir Matt had just said, and things weren't going well, she tries to buy passage out of there, and she actually I think ends up trying to. She she sold her crown to buy mm-hmm. passage on a Bravosi ship, right? She returns to Dragonstone, hoping that she can hatch like a new dragon uh, from the islands. Dragon eggs, and and when she when she's there, um, let's see, she, her her um, remaining men are captured, right? Um, her ladies uh, and Aegon the Younger. Uh, once inside the gate, she is faced with, as you said, Aegon the uh, Second and a wounded Sunfire. Um, Aegon the Elder fed Rhaenyra mm-hmm. to his dragon, while Aegon the Younger looked on. So then, with 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 the, with the chance that that Rhaenyra's loyalist would continue the fight in her son's name, Aegon the Younger became a hostage. So he takes, um, he keeps Aegon the Younger alive, but takes him hostage. Um, let's see. Uh, and then after that, okay. So after that, he he gets enough strength. There's a few more battles that are won. Um, you get the battle at of uh, of, of King's Road, which mm-hmm. is interesting, where a lot of the Greens then pushed up north. And they were met with strong resistance. And actually, even though Rhaenyra has died, they continue the fight and, and, and they actually beat back the Greens. And don't forget, we haven't mentioned in a long time, but the Starks are allies to the Blacks. Yeah. And so what happens is, at that point, after the Battle of, the, of, of, uh, of um, King's Road, Old Man Stark comes down, right? He comes south mm-hmm. and he brings a horde. A pretty huge army. Right, and so he, he brings this army down. Aegon II is back in King's Landing now and says, let's go, I got him, let's go. Yeah. Let's go meet him on, you know, uh, he wants to continue the fight. Uh, everyone else sees the writing on the, on, on the, the blacks are still all, all, all united, right. I guess, right? There's all this the warring. They want to control um, the outcome of all of this, right? And, and so does, what's his name, Kragen mm-hmm. uh, Stark, right? Mm-hmm. And he comes down, and before they even get a chance to do battle, Aegon II is poisoned. Yep. And we don't know who or who the assassin was. He's poisoned. Just and said he killed. was poisoned by the men who served him. Right. We have a lot of theories on that. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in our reading, which I then think. the funny thing is, like, so he goes through all this trouble, beats Rhaenyra, right. and then it's Rhaenyra's line that continues. That continues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because again, the Starks come down. They find Aegon the Younger. You know, and uh, take care of him, and basically the only, you know, for for them to crown Aegon the Younger, um, Old Man Stark says that they have to, he has to become Hand of the King, mm-hmm. and yeah. so at that point you have a Stark who is Hand of the King, and it's, uh. it's yeah, but <laughs> he, you know, but yeah. he does awesome. I know, he, yeah, he does a great job. He yeah. has all these different trials, and he ends up possibly killing. Um, a lot yeah. of witnesses well, and stuff. You know, to yeah, we'll get to it next week. Yeah, here's yeah the last the last line here of uh, this chapter I think is really important. The broken, shattered realm suffered for a whole uh, for a while yet, but the dance of the dragons was done. Now what awaited the realm was the false dawn, the hour of the wolf, and the rule of regents and the broken king. And yeah. So the hour of the wolf is referring to when uh, that Stark, uh, Craig and Stark, yeah, yeah. Um, is is basically hand running the realm. 
Yeah, he's running it. And he and seems like a boss. He is. And he <laughs> yeah. literally lays down the law and some people, some heads roll mm-hmm. uh, when that happens. So uh, it's just, it's it's almost it's almost harder to to trim it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost harder well, to trim. And, 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 the th- and the thing is, is that unfortunately, this is, this is some of the, sometimes, I really, I love the World of Ice and Fire book. But I will say, because it's kind of told to us by Maesters, it's, it's, I think it's written this way very specifically, it jumps around a lot. And yeah. so you do almost have to kind of like pull it all together yourself. yourself. Yeah. Because I still go back and I read some of the Dawn Age stuff and I'm like, I don't understand the... I still don't understand the children and the green seers and how do the green seers come about? Because it doesn't really say it's right. just, it's really confusing, but I think it's yeah. kind of, it's just written. It's very vaguely written. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's theories about that. Um, the maesters who are writing this, like what's going on during the time yeah. they're writing right. it and yeah. how that affects it. Yep. Like it's, it's very true. It's wild. So yeah, like the further we get into this book, um, yeah. the easier it kind of gets because you have a lot more, context but um some of this stuff is just kind of kind of hard it's hard to it's hard to unpack it is it is and i guess i'll say in in final summary here just to very briefly take you through it one more time rhaenyra rhaenyra targaryen um you know who was viserys first daughter Mm -hmm. her brother by alison hightower aegon the second those two battle they have it out and a lot if not all of their kids are killed except for uh, Aegon the Younger, right. who was Rhaenyra's son, right, and which is he, he makes it through all of this, and there right. are other Targaryens who who make it through. They whittle it down to I think they have four dragons left. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what I think Nettles may even have one of the dragons, yeah. so it may just be three. I'm not really sure where if she came back yeah. or not. If those of you that are listening, please let me know because I actually think there's more to that that I didn't look up or or didn't get before we started the show. Um, but anyways, you know, and so there's a lot of battles. A lot of lives are lost. Uh, Rhaenyra dies and Aegon II die. Uh, he dies shortly after he's poisoned. And then, you know, Lord Stark comes down, rules the kingdom, names uh, Aegon the Younger uh, to be the new king, and he is Aegon third. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of a lot of other stuff, but uh, there it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. One of the tougher maester studies we've ever had, I think. Uh, I think it's the toughest maester study because at least Aegon's conquest was straightforward. Yeah. And that was the biggest. Well, t- that was that was the biggest. But it, this one is just it's, it's just it, it's kind of the way it's written is it's all over the place because you know as, this is why we have that supplementary book which is going to be great and I'm glad Gur wrote it the yeah the, and we'll we'll dive into that for our patron thing because um it's just so vague it's like well then this guy died then this guy died and it's it's you, you have know. to remember names that were mentioned. Um, several chapters ago, mm-hmm. under under Jahari's and, unfor- and, un- and unfortunately, it's also this time as we get as we go, f- as we get as we get closer to like the main series, a lot of the Targaryen names actually become a lot easier to mm-hmm. distinguish between. to di- distinguish between because everybody gets nicknames, right? Like Bitter Steel yes, and yes, you yes. know Blood Raven right. and the Dragon Knight and all the you know, and so here in this kind of Aegon the Second, Aegon the Third, it's kind of really wonky and right. hard to follow yeah because there's just so many of them exactly exactly uh, the, the next toughest one i think will be Aegon the fourth yeah and his bastards and things like that so that that will be a tricky one for us to navigate through so but we've got a couple more kings to get to uh before we get there so mm-hmm. so yep. we should be good for the next couple of weeks so All thanks right. for hanging in there we appreciate it and uh 
I think we're ready to dive in. Hope you're confused as we are. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Close this bad boy. Let's get. Let's close that big book and let's oh, move on. Yeah. All right. Here. Okay. So, a uh, recap of last week. After exploring the camp, Sansa Stark goes riding with her betrothed. Prince Joffrey near the Ruby Ford. They come across Arya Stark and a butcher's boy uh, play fighting. Joffrey begins to torment the boy until Arya attacks him. So this week's chapter, chapter 16, Eddard. Arya and Joffrey tell King Robert very different stories concerning their fight near the Trident. When Sansa claims she does not remember, Queen Cersei demands a death, the death of a direwolf uh, with Nymeria gone. Lady is sentenced to death instead. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll uh, really quickly say, I think this is by far one of the better scenes um, from the book to the show. I think it's translated very well. I think the show does a very good job of getting this scene yeah. done in a you know couple minutes. Um, yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, it, and I, I, it stays very very true to it. So yeah, um, I, I guess I'm, I'm going to dive into one of my bigger. Um, it, it's not as big of a takeaway as I've had in the past. Well, should, we bre- should we break it down into? Thirds? Do you have thirds? Yeah. Well, I guess there's really, there's really, I'd say, the, I'd say there's, there's, two, there's three parts to this. You have, you have the first part um, where Ned is looking for Arya mm-hmm. out, out in the woods. Then you kind of have the, the trial of Joffrey and Arya, and then you kind of have what I consider kind of the third part, which is the sentencing mm-hmm. and and what and what ensues. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my, my first just uh, big takeaway here uh, out of the whole chapter, kind of, the um, the castle in which they're staying right now, the, it, was, it was a modest holding, um, a half day's ride south of the Trident. The royal party had made themselves uh, the uninvited guest of its lord, Sir Raymond Derry. While the hunt for Arya and the butcher's boy was conducted on, on both sides of the river, um, they were not welcome visitors. Sir Raymond lived under the king's peace, but his family had fought beneath Rhaegar's dragon banner at the Trident, and his three older brothers had actually died there, um, a truth neither Robert nor Sir Raymond had forgotten. So I just thought this was kind of interesting that you, you've got, um, uh, you know, Kingsmen, you've got uh, Dairymen, Lannistermen, and Starkmen all there, right? That's my big highlight of the week. Was it as really? Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exact oh, okay. same kind of exact same passage. I don't know why. I just was like, oh man, it's a history connection, it is, right? Back yeah. to back to the um, Robert's Rebellion, and, and I think actually, oh, I could be wrong about this, but I think, I think uh, House Dairy comes up again later with Tar- Targaryen banners. Mm-hmm. There's something mentioned uh, down the road here, so I have to. Yeah, I think I think there's a part where Tyrion. I want to say Tyrion is riding somewhere, and he notices that some of these like smaller holdfasts even still have the Targaryen banner yeah, flying. Yep, yep, which is crazy, right? Yeah, crazy. So, uh, what, what what do we have here? So that we're looking for Arya, right? That's that's mm-hmm. basically the gist of it. Uh, yeah, and then basically, uh, really, I I think kind of the biggest takeaway uh, from that is when they find they find out that um, that the Lannister men had found her first, right. And then you have that, they have that line from Ned. He's like, "Damn that woman!" Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And they, they, it's, they, they don't take her to her father, mm-hmm. you know, which is interesting. So, I think a lot of it, you know, you can see in this chapter, Robert Baratheon is is very much sway. Doesn't really things that he doesn't really care about. He lets the Lannisters sure go for mm-hmm. it. He just kind of lets it happen. You know what I mean? I don't think he would. I don't think anything serious was going to happen to Arya, but you know. Really, I think Robert's the whole thing is he wants to get this done and over with as fast mm-hmm. as possible. Yeah, he doesn't care. 
Yeah, he thinks he, it's dumb. He thinks it's dumb, and it is kind of yeah, you know, dumb. But but Cersei is making it such a and this is huge this deal. is the thing I think I I, I said I said um, the last time we we had the the Ned kind of chapter um, is that Robert in the books there's there's kind of a difference between him and the books of the show in the books he does give a lot more sway to Cersei and the Lannister family mm-hmm. where he's like they're my family what do you want me to do yeah yeah where in the books he just seems like he just hates them doesn't want anything right. to do with yeah, them exactly or in the yeah. show excuse me. Yep. Now, uh, interesting. As we walk in here, and we're, we're uh, Ned is finally he sees Arya. Right? He's she's sobbing. She's sorry. She's shaking, etc. You know, and he's he's comforting her. But it's the men in the room that kind of stood out to me. Right? Th- th- there's a bunch of different men, as we mentioned. There was the Dairymen, Lannister men, mm-hmm. Kings men, all that good stuff. Stark men. Um, but you've got Lord Renly is there, and uh, Sir Barristan. Mm-hmm. Sir Barristan Selmy is there, and so I thought. Uh, that was kind of neat to see them there. And you can kind of read from their body language and their facial expressions what they think of this whole mess. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they're they smart guys and they can see through a lot of this Lannister malarkey. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, right here. It's like. Uh, um, but for his own men, there were few enough. Sir Merriman Derry guarded his look well. Lord Renly wore a half smile that might that might mean anything. And old Sir Barrison was grave. The rest were Lannister men and hostile. Mm-hmm. Their only good fortune was that both Jamie Lannister and Sandor Clegane were missing, leading sources uh, north of the Trident. Mm-hmm. Then this is kind of a big thing here. Um, just the difference of what Ned maybe just knows he can get away with, or maybe he just doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Because would he say this to any king? Why was I not told that my daughter had been found? Ned demanded his voice ringing. Why was she not brought to me at once? Mm-hmm. He spoke to Robert, but it was Cersei Lannister who answered. How dare you speak to your king in that manner? Followed up immediately by, at that, the king stirred. Quiet woman, he snapped. I'm sorry, Ned. I know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, again, he's just asking a question. It's not like he, you know, I, I get that there's a tone and, and, and whatnot or whatever, but it's a good question. I think it is. Oh, it's a very good uh, question. N- Ned has a high stand. He's holding a, he, he expects the king to be kingly. Yeah. Right? And he's starting to notice that. His friend is not really a good king, and he doesn't mm-hmm. really want to rule, really. That's, and that's a really good you know, point. That's a really good point you bring up because, you know, later we kind of, I think we start to see Ned very briefly throughout throughout every time he's interacting with Robert, that idea of him starts to get chipped away, even from the get-go, where it's like he, he, he when he tries to go down to the crypts, he, like, can't. Yeah. He's, like, out of breath, and then right. he's... When he's talking about wanting to kill Daenerys, he's like, you know, what are you talking about? You're talking about murdering a child. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. here, um, and then later when he goes and immediately sits on the council and he finds out that the crown's, you know, like however many million in debt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Yep. Um, so what else we got? Basically, we, we get into the the Lannister we, woman, right? She's she's yeah. calling out uh, Arya for attacking and, yeah. and brutally wounding her son yeah this is where we kind of get he uh he said uh, you know she said joff told us what happened the queen said you and the butcher boy beat him with clubs and while you set your wolf on him that's not how it was Arya said close to tears again ned put a hand on her shoulder yes it is joffrey insisted they attacked me then they threw lion's tooth in the river mm-hmm. ned noticed he did not so much as glance at Arya as he spoke liar Arya yelled shut up the prince yelled back enough the king roared rising from his seat with uh, his voice thick in irritation says kind of the same thing um has them each has them each uh tell their story as Arya began to tell her story ned heard the door open behind him he glanced back and saw uh 
and saw Van Poole enter with Sansa. They stood quietly at the back of the hall as Arya spoke. When she got to the part where she threw Joffrey's sword into the middle of the trident, Renly Baratheon began to laugh. The king bristled. Sir Barristan, escort my brother from the hall before he chokes. Mm-hmm. Lord Renly stifled his laughter. My brother is too kind. I can find the door myself. He bowed to Joffrey. Perchance later you'll tell me how a nine-year-old girl the size of a wet rat managed to disarm you with a broom handle and throw your sword into the river. And then as he's kind of leaving, he's chuckling and saying lion's tooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I think that should tell you everything, right? It's sort of uh, a joke. Absolutely. He's been trained by, you know, this This did not go uh, the way Joffrey said. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they just jumped him and beat him up, you know? No, that's that's not true. And Sansa's coming in here to try to add a little clarity to all of this. And yeah. She's, Clair- she, air quotes, clarity. Clarity, yeah. yeah. And she is, um, she does not help the situation at all. And, and she's in a tough spot, right? I mean, mm-hmm. she is betrothed to Joffrey, right? She's mm-hmm. to wed him. And to come in and call him a liar is, you know, what she's supposed to do. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, I think people always, like, jump on the whole, you know, Arya, Train and I do too. Why didn't she just tell the truth? And, and she, instead she chooses this whole, like, um, I don't remember. I mm-hmm. don't really know. I don't really want to talk about it. Yeah. And I think, you know, we say it every week. And I, as we go forward, it just gets more and more important is POV, point mm-hmm. of view. I mean... Imagine, imagine this chapter from Sansa's point of, as Sansa was the character, if Arya was the character. So I think it's actually really great that it's Ned, where he's kind of like in the middle of all this. Like, yeah. You know, he had yeah. no idea what was going on. He just hears Arya's been missing for days. They find her. He gets drug in and he's like, you know, what is happening? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bunch of kids, you know, it's a bunch of kids, mm-hmm. you know, fighting and things, but, uh, and, he, and even still, but they're I mean, royal kids. and even still, I mean, you kind of start to see it here where highborn is that all every, every step he's ever take he's, he takes with the King and the Lannisters is there, is he, I don't want to say he's outmatched, but it just seems like it's just too much to kind of, once you get in, cause like, immediately they've already found her. And then when he shows up, not only have they, they've got her like, you know, on trial, so like mm-hmm. walks in and his daughter's on trial, essentially. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, and, and and the next bit here is is even crazier. Cersei wants her punished. Yeah, like I exactly. They're yep. getting bolder and bolder and bolder, and, and and I think this has been building for years. Um, they know they've got Robert, like where they want him. He 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 can't really do much. He's indebted to the Lannisters. Um, their marriage, yeah. air quotes, well, keeping things together. Yeah, you know. And so when she wants to see Arya punished. You well, know, first he gets well, pissed. Yeah. Well, well, first is um, Sansa steps in and tells her starts to tell you know like her side of the story where she says I don't remember it. I don't remember everything. Um, and um, Arya then kind of attacks her, and you know it's just, it's it's a mess. And then um, that girl is as wild and uh, as that filthy animal of hers, Robert. I want her punished, like you said. Seven hells, Robert swore. Cersei, look at her. She's a child. What would you have me do? Whip her through the streets? Damn it! Children fight. It's over. No lasting harm was done. The queen was quite furious. Joff will carry those scars for the rest of his life. So he will. Perhaps they will teach him a lesson. Ned, discipline your daughter. I'll do the same with my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's actually pretty darn close to the way they do it in the, in the show. Yep. Um, which, which, is, which is awesome. You know, and uh, that should be the end of it, right? That, that should be the end of it. But the, the Lannisters just push too, too far. And um, 
you know, and, and it's what about the wolf, mm-hmm. right? What about this dire wolf? And they can't find Nymeria. They can't, uh, it was, it was said there. I think, um, Jamie and we had mentioned Sandor are, are gone right now. Um, so they come back here and it's something that gets interesting, but, uh, who was it that said that they had they couldn't find any trace of her? I don't know if it was a Lannister. Oh, I, I think I think it's, I think it's right here. Um, Gladly, your gray, uh, grace. Ned said with a vast relief. Robert started to walk away, but the queen was not done. And what of the direwolf? She called after him. What of the beast that savaged your son? The king stops, turn around. I've forgotten about the damn wolf. Um, then it says, uh, Jory spoke up quickly. We found no tra- trace of the direwolf. Your grace. Robert did not look happy. Ned, uh, no, so be it. Um, then she offers a hundred dragons. And um, then she says, well, we still have another wolf, essentially. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about Sansa's lady. You're right. Yep. Yep. And she calls for Sir Illyn uh, to basically bring, you know, the wolf's head to her to kill the wolf. And uh, that Sansa freaks out, you know, starts throwing a fit. And um, I think that's, I don't know. Oh, it's, it's justified. I mean, of early, yeah. uh, early Sansa, this one is actually kind of justified where it's like, why is my wolf? getting oh killed. for sure but yeah. that's that sort of thing she's she's sort of realizing here the harsh realities that like some some of the the truths that will that lessons mm-hmm. that she'll learn in king's landing right yep. with with cersei and this becomes a reoccurring you know theme she is tortured by the lannisters the yeah. lannisters just do she's, all these awful things even here though to her. like after this aria was like after this aria is like i'm done with them like i want nothing to do with right them. yes but, even Sansa's like, no, like she's, I know. she still is Joffrey's she, by betrothed. Yep. The queen treats me well. Mm-hmm, you yep. Know? yep. She, she doesn't see it. It takes her, it just takes her longer to, to, to mm-hmm. see that. And it's just difference in personality. And that's where Arya was talking about just their difference in smarts earlier on, you know, who could do numbers, who couldn't do numbers, what they were both were good at. And one of the things Sansa's not good at is, is seeing this. She is yeah. obsessed with the idea of becoming the next queen though. I mean, that's the thing is that she's, you know, that's what's kind of holding her to the Lannisters and, mm-hmm. and keeping her in. But she freaks out here and she throws a, a, a royal fit and uh, it, it's it's justified. And then at this point, Ned then steps in, right, mm-hmm. and, and is super upset and, and says, like, is this really, you know, I mean, because Robert says, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, Doesn't Ned, he? Ned says, do it yourself. Right. Calls him out. Yeah. And says, uh, like- <laughs> swing, swing, swing the sword yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And Robert just walk, he says nothing. Yeah, and just he walks he, out. He he walks away. And again, done. no one else would be able to get away with that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, but you know, it's this learning process. He's seeing very early on with what the king is has you know where he's at his state his state of mind and things. Um, you know, and then Cersei thinks it's a trick when when Ned says, uh, "Bring me ice." Yep. You know. Yeah, because they say send for ill and pain. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. He's not having any of that, and so, um, and I think it's such a cool thing too. It's just like the direwolf is of House Stark. It's it's of the North. You know, it's there. Uh, it's it's on their sigil, right? I mean, it, you can't let Sir Ilan Payne go out and and kill this direwolf. Do it yourself, and do it the right way, and then they send the the direwolf back to the North. Mm-hmm. You know, its bones are uh, go back to the North. Um, because I think, I think Cersei mentions that she wants the wolf's pelt at some point mm-hmm. and it's, and, and Ned's just like, no way she'll never have that pelt, send it North, you mm-hmm. know? And I think it's great, yeah. you know? So, uh, pretty powerful stuff. Um, now on the way out, um, there's this bit with, uh, with Jamie Lannister and, uh, hey, hey, real quick, real quick here. Uh, one thing I do, I do think is a difference is that, uh, Jory brings him ice. In mm-hmm. the show, I think he just uses a dagger 
think he just kind of mm-hmm. walks up to it, pets it, and then kind of does it. Yeah, cause, not that cause, I think it's really that different, big of a difference or anything, but right, it's different. Yeah, just he yeah. just lets the dogs throw it. I think in in yeah. the in the show, you know, versus here, uh, it was probably a little bit more. You know, the the dog is chained up. You know, so lady is chained up, and and he does mention that. You know, um, for the first time, he, he when he calls and he speaks to lady, he realizes how much their names, how how thoughtful the kids were yeah. in naming their dire wolves and how much yeah. they took on the characteristics of their of the Stark children and he's impressed by that you know um, so and has, it gets it's it gets kind of emotional I think it's starting to set in too that he is he has left the north and mm-hmm. things are not they're, they're not as comfortable down yeah. south so um, but anyways so as they uh, as as he's done with that and he's, he's heading out um, this is the part where they do yep. see um, yep. Sandor Clegane comes back in right and he has this the, what looks like a pack on his horse's back there. Um, and, and, and I think Ned thought it was Nymeria. No. Right? He thinks it's Nymeria at first. Um, but we find out it's the butcher's boy. And it's pretty messed up, man. Sandor, like, you know, rode him down, killed him, and didn't need to. Yeah. And and it, the, only, the only reason that he did, he says that he killed him, is because the boy ran. Yeah. So what? You're on a horse. You're a knight. Yeah. You know. And they. He just, Are we sure the hound killed him? Or was it a, maybe it was another man? Might. Have, it, might I don't know. Been. It just. It just to me. I've I've often wondered about that. Mm-hmm. I don't even even at this he might point, not have even at this point it just doesn't seem like the hound or the hounds would do that character. It just yeah. doesn't just doesn't seem because immediately the next chapter we have of him is I believe the next Sansa chapter where they're out having dinner. Yeah. Um. And it's where he's being Sansa's walking or Sansa's being walked back by the hound. Mm-hmm. And he kind of tells her how he got yeah. his, his scars. Right. You know? And uh, even it just doesn't seem like yeah. he's kind of having this, like not, I say intimate, not like romantically intimate, you know, just like a, yeah. a intimate kind of, he, sho- he shows a softer side. Yeah, like, exactly. Like later on. I honestly have wondered that myself. So I'm, I'm, it's interesting that you brought that up because we haven't talked about this. I know we, we haven't, yeah. um, but I think he often does these things in the camp and in front of other Lannister men and other people just to make him seem right. like he, he has to keep that persona up, right? He's got to keep that, that facade up. Um, and, and he plays the game. He's learned he's been in King's Landing long enough to play the game. And he's trying to teach Sansa later on how to play the game yeah. and how to, you know, keep well, keep her head. Even you even know? once even once Tyrion slaps Joffrey, when he walks away, he says he'll remember that. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like why yeah. why should you know why would you know he? Yeah. Do, but he doesn't say it as like he doesn't say it as like you better watch out. He's saying it's like you know like like oh he oh he'll remember that. He right, kind of yeah. says it's like he'll remember that. You right. Be careful. It's, it's more of a warning. Right. It's almost like than a, a threat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like it's like away from Joffrey and in certain places. He cha- you can see a different side of him, you know, and it's subtle. And Gurr does a good mm-hmm. job of kind of hiding it and weaving it or starting off with something like this and making us think, well, this guy's evil. This yeah. guy's terrible. Well, because he doesn't say that he doesn't say that he killed him. He just says he ran, but not very fast. Mm-hmm. He might have just I mean, you never know. He could have died. I mean, he could have gotten injured. You never know. I mean, yeah, could also have died of exhaustion. If you're running for four days and you're not eating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do, yeah, he does talk about 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 writing him down. Well, I guess he, it does say he had he, been cut he, cut. he cut almost in half. Shoulder he cut him in, yeah, 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 he did cut him in half. 
<laughs> so well, it just say, it just says he was cut. It he says was he was cut. cut in half. It doesn't say that the hound did it. Oh, okay, okay, um, okay. Interesting. You sure? Let's see. What, where are you reading that at? Go ahead and read it to us. It's right here. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, my phone uh, turned off there. Uh, bending, Ned pulled back the cloak, dreading the words he would have to find uh, for Arya. But it was not Nymeria after all. It was the butcher's boy, Micah. His body covered in dried blood. Um, dried blood. So they must have found him and, and rode back quite a ways. Uh, he had been cut almost in half from shoulder to waist by some terrible blow struck from above. You rode him down, Ned said. The hound's eyes seemed to glitter through the steel of that hideous dog's head helm. He ran. He looked at Ned's face and laughed, but not very fast. Hmm. Yep. Okay. There's a chance. Necessarily, could it, it seems it seems far more likely that Jamie at this point would do something like that. Maybe. Yeah. 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 For sure. So, anyways, all right. That's it. I mean, uh, so there's a, there's a rabbit hole for you guys. Let us know. Did the hound actually? Did the hound actually do it? Kill the butcher's boy. Yeah. They're out with a lot of men. So. Yeah. Yep. And there's actually more evidence too. If you look later on in the series with his conversations with uh, with Arya, uh, are real telling too. That he didn't do it. Well, uh, it's still ambiguous. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's. I mean, you could. Yeah, I'd have to go back and read them exactly. But I mean, it's there are a lot of him kind of explaining his past sins, mm-hmm. and him basically saying to a little girl that you don't understand yeah. the position that I'm in, and you don't you, you don't understand the world. Okay. And it's, he's right, actually, she doesn't. You know, yeah. so. But uh, okay, guys, that's it for uh, this week. That's the um, that's the Eddard uh, three. Point of view, chapter sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know on Facebook. Uh, you know, thoughts you guys had about the chapter. We'll, we'll try to include those in the in the recap and and talk about those here on the show. Uh, we, we love doing that uh, sort of thing. I think our cool connection we, we've already mentioned, which you and I both pulled out, was the uh, idea that they are staying in a house dairy, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and that's significant and stuff. Yep. We can look at house. At one point I'd like to break down all the houses and that's just it's a huge task, but to like yeah. look at certain houses, maybe do a house of the week or something and talk about their house and their history and stuff, but mm-hmm. uh yeah. So All right, let's move on over to send a raven. This one is from Ty uh Strader, who's uh from some other projects we're involved with where I, yeah. uh, I noticed him from originally. And uh guys, so uh, for those of you guys maybe who just listened to the main show, as we like to call it uh, follow up Friday. Sometimes we get sometimes we get a question, and then that question kind of comes back up over the next couple of weeks. Right. Yeah. And we've had yeah. one question that we're, I, we're shocked is still going on, and people are talking about. It. I feel like we're about to have a science experiment at some point here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm about to go get Gur and say, so how do we f- how do we make a Valyrian steel blade? You know, and okay. have him how really... do we make a Valyrian steel warhammer? It keeps coming right. back. Here we go. Here. You all mentioned the fact that Valyrian steel is lighter than normal steel. So for two Warhammers of similar size, the Valyrian steel one would have less energy than a regular steel one if swung at the same speed. Uh, Since a Warhammer gets its uh, lethality um, from the energy it can impact into a target, a Valyrian uh, Valyrian steel Warhammer would be less effective than a regular steel Warhammer Hammer as far as sheer stopping power. The lighter weight might allow for more versatility as far as uh, defensive asset, but that's a topic for another time. Love the podcast, and hopefully it makes it on air. Well, it did. Yep, made it on. Um, yeah, and we had someone, uh, originally I believe this was introduced by Sam, I want to say. Okay. The idea of uh, just he was asking about other other things. We looked up armor the and act, swords. And then and, I want to say uh, Sir Robert kind of broke down. Yeah. Well, you, you, would, it would, you want it to be heavier because that's how a hammer gets its thing here. Yeah. yeah so and here yeah um actually i guess i would i can say that um the speed 
of it. You know, there's another, there's that, there's the other part too, where Valyrians do weapons also are kind of magic. Yeah. So you have to, you have uh, well, to take that yeah, into it. But so. in terms of blocking, yeah, I guess it would be able to block things better. So you had a Valyrian steel shield. Mm-hmm. Um, but blocking with a Warhammer, I cannot imagine is super easy. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you guys a, a channel I've mentioned before. Go on YouTube and look up. I believe it's like Skullgrim. He breaks down all kinds of medieval weapons. He even talks about some of the weapons in Game of Thrones and like Lord of the Rings and things like that. And he talks about like you know, the difference of a mace and a warhammer and like where it's usable and what's kind of best for battle, like one-on-one, all of these kinds of things. He breaks down all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely want to plug his, his thing there, but, uh, yeah, it's tough to do because this is just, a, it's a different type of, it's a different um, type of weapon. It's not a sword where it's cutting. You're talking about blunt right, force. Right. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, this is interesting. I would love to hear more people break it down because I, I'm not a science guy, but like, Me either. You know, mass, speed, density, all that type of stuff, you know, and, and the power it would take, you know, is it, you know, it because the Valyrian steel sword is lighter, you know, if, if I'm hold if I'm at the same strength and I'm holding one versus the other, can I get the same amount of, can I swing it at the same speed right, because, for how long? You know right, I mean? yeah, because if you're talking like a sword... You know, if you with a sword, you it depends on what material you're using, right? Mm-hmm. Is, and the sharpness you want it to, as long as it's sharp and durable. Which Valyrian steel is like the ultimate. Yeah. You know, it's like the oh, it, it's right. it, it's like invincible basically. Um, and so then for you, that's fine because the you know you're gonna cut right through something. Yeah. Um, yeah. but then if you're t- yeah, you are talking about a blunt force object. I not a science guy here, but this is kind of my thought on it is essentially you are swinging something that is not going to break. So, you know, you're all, I guess you also have to think about what is, what's holding the hammer, right? Is it, is the whole thing steel or is it like a, is the, the hammer part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Valyrian steel. And then you still have like a wooden, you know, I guess arm or whatever you call it, holding it. Um, that, you know, that's, that's definitely a part of it too. So, yeah, I guess it all, it, it would, I guess for a hammer, it might may come down more so to the user. Um, mm-hmm. so, but you could still block with it and I guess blocking would be better because it's invincible. So I guess it doesn't the, you know, loosely invincible, I use that term, but yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know this, that's a great, I, it's, it is a little over my head. It's and, way over my head. Yeah. And, and so I, lo- I did I love not, your... I did not take uh physics or chemistry. <laughs> Oh, took biology. I, yeah, yeah. I took a little chem, but didn't do as hot <laughs> as I should have. Um, but no, I, I I hope people keep sending us more thoughts on weapons and and, and armor and stuff because it is really interesting. Uh, Sir Matt, the other day, the the YouTube channel that you showed me. Um, yeah, we like, were talking. It's called like Skullgrim is the right, guy's name. He's like the biggest on YouTube. He's like a million subscribers. Yeah, I know. I know. We mentioned this before, but we were looking at armor. We were looking at the different types of chainmail and plate mail, scale plate, mail, scale mail, and stuff, and ring and, mail. All, it's all yeah, different. Yeah. It's all very different, and to see the way in which it can be pierced, what weapons work best against it is very interesting. Uh, and I bet I never thought too much about how much research you'd have to do writing a story like this, and that Gur probably likes those things and is probably very interested in that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but you pay attention to the armors that, that are worn. Um, so anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear people talking about it. So hopefully we'll get a few more uh, Ravens about that kind of stuff. Cause it's interesting. So, and educate Sir Ezra, please. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, guys. Um, so thanks, thanks so much. Make sure you send those Ravens to btkcast at gmail.com. You can also send us a voicemail uh, at 614-547-2350. All right. Um, I believe I've got Sir Matt up for this one here. Um, we are going to man the wall. This is our Patreon uh, series plug. Uh, we do uh, Green Dreams. We do... Um, what all do we... I mean... Black Council, we've got meat, meat and cheese. We've got several different things uh, going on there. A lot of good stuff. We we can put we put polls up there. Um, oh, also, if you're interested in uh, t-shirts, uh, if you take the black at the ten dollar tier, we will send out t-shirts. Those t-shirts were sent out last week, so we have people uh, getting those. And hopefully, if once you get your t-shirt, we'd like you to, you know, possibly, you know. Take a picture with it. Tag tag yeah. us. Uh, tag BTK Cast in it. Yeah, and we'll, um, and we'll and we'll say for for those patrons, you'll notice uh, some other goodies. Yeah, a couple some of other, things. Just a couple little, little little small things. Yeah, we have a, we have another surprise coming up too uh, in in the fall. Something that uh, Sarah was working on, and uh, I can't wait to kind of send that out to our patrons. It should be should be a lot of fun. So uh, we're trying to hit those goals. Uh, trying to work towards a full yeah. suit of armor and mm-hmm. possibly. A, a a trial by combat. Yeah, um, I want to joust. Joust. <laughs> Sir we Matt both, wants to joust me, and it we're, would, we're gonna die. I die. Yeah. I would die. You, I would maybe like take your your lance right off my shield. It would break just like in the movie, and you would literally yeah, a shard of it would shoot through my neck, and I would be dead. I'm just telling you that would be my luck, um, yeah. straight up. And then yeah. what would you? I mean, I don't know. We you know we should just we should just get like American Gladiator, like you know foam things yeah. and yeah, just get on it would probably be the horse that would kill me <laughs> I, I don't think I, I i would be like stuck in the stirrups and i wouldn't be like all of a sudden it would take off and yeah. and i would well we were watching that you know, video on youtube of i guess there is actually like some sort of medieval like team base where they have like yeah. countries go and uh, so I, those guys knock the crap oh out my of gosh they were like people were breaking they're wearing full suit of armor they're using blunted like axes and stuff and like they're just going at it and they're showing you like the guys like yeah i think i broke my arm like right. people broke the, sub in like, oh my god yeah. yeah some guy broke his leg yeah so we need to find we need to find something that is you know less than that but far more than larping yeah yeah i mean yeah. larping I, LARPing is cool it's cool for the people that yeah if you like to do it and, and stuff like that i just want something a little more Intense. Yeah. yeah, a little more intense. Yeah. yeah. That's why I kind of think like American Gladiators. Yeah. Okay. We could. Right. Yeah. So we are going to do the you archery. Still, yeah. Yeah. We're going to do the archery competition when we reach that goal, which, which will be fun. I think, I think we're going to hit that. We're about to. Yeah. We're yeah. about to. Yeah. Um, so so that'll, that, that'll be fun. And we'll have, if you guys think of other fu- fun competitions you'd yeah. like to see us Medieval-y do, based. crazy stuff you want to see us do, send it our way. And we would love to make, like, because we can make in between goals, some yeah. sort of short stuff that would be fun and post some videos of us doing yeah. crazy stuff. We're yeah. willing to. We, we tried to, to come up it. with absurd patron goals. Like, I think, I think one of them was before the trial of combat was. Like I'll get chainmail and do warrior dash. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, could you imagine? <laughs> be so be it's gonna be so awful. But like, like one of the things if we get like super up there is to possibly vote on a tr- like like gather gather our seven and have a trial yeah, trial by, by seven. seven. Yeah. It, it, Lord, Adam, Lord Adam Parker has already said he's down. Yeah, I know, and I yeah. think I think Lady Lauren is down as well. And so yeah, yep. other people have mentioned that they might be interested in doing something like that, and we would make it. You know, yeah, fun Sarabi, or Sarabi, I think he might be down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just, just, just an idea, just a thought out there that we're we're toying around with. So, um, okay, so I think we have our our knighting ceremony, um, and uh, we'll kind of we'll, we'll go through that. Lady Jennifer of House Kelly has sworn before the eyes of gods and men to defend those who cannot defend themselves, protect all women and children 
to obey her captains, her liege lord, and her king, to fight bravely when needed, and to do such other tasks that are laid upon her. However hard or humble or dangerous they may be, rise, Lady Jennifer. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Um, we are working, and I would love for uh, Jamie and some, some of the other maesters out there to send us um, a... We can make it. We can make our own. We, uh, Sir Matt and I, literally wrote the. Um, the we have the, we have the second version of the knighting ceremony. Uh, we basically finished the one that Gurr started. We did like the last three lines. Uh, so if you guys have something that maybe that at the Citadel, uh, I know that they swear off you know um, all lands, titles, and things like that, very similar to the Knights Watch. So if you guys come up with something, we are down to make that the official, you know, sort of um, vow, oath, whatever. Uh, that you guys take and so we would love to we would love to hear that I, I love hearing your voices on the podcast I love putting your names in the podcast and doing doing fun stuff like Absolutely. that so it's a community it's a book club and and that's really what it's all about for us so mm-hmm. there, there yeah. are seven kingdoms okay yeah, and we gotta yeah I love when we get the voicemails so yeah those, those are great all right, I think that's it. Don't forget to check out the Black Council, Green Dreams, new things coming up. Um, if you are a patron, you probably received an inside, uh, an insider's uh, little something special mm-hmm. to yeah. cue you in on what's coming up and what your thoughts an, a, back a, a on those. A public notice, I'll say. Yeah, a public notice. So, so um, All right, it's time to say farewell. We want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 17, Bran 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, uh, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that winter is coming.